Good morning. Today is March the 17th, 2021. And today I want us to study the man Abram, whose name was changed to Abraham. And we can learn a vital lesson from this man. He was chosen by God as the father of the Jewish nations. He lived in Ur of the Chaldees, and God told him to get out of his country, from his kindred, from his father's house, and go to a land that I will show you. He didn't even tell him where the land was. He just said, leave your land, leave your father's house, and go where I tell you. Now, if we back up, to chapter 11, the last two verses, we find that Abram's father, Terah, took Abram and his wife, Sarah, and Lot, and Terah's wife, and they left and went to Haran, and they stayed there. They took all their possessions. Now, in chapter 12, verse 1, the important word in that vi- then that verse is had, H-A-D. You see, before they left the Ur of the Chaldees with the family and stopped in Haran, God had already told Abram what to do. And he said, leave. Leave your family and leave your possessions. Lot left, but he went with his whole family and all of his possessions. And then when he left, when when his father died in Haran, he left and took Lot and all of his possessions and Sarah, his wife, and he went to Canaan, which is the land that God told him to go. He obeyed by going, but he disobeyed by taking Lot and his possessions with him. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, we have an important covenant that God made with Abram. Now, there's a big difference in a covenant and a contract. A contract is made between two parties. They both agree and sign the contract. But a covenant is only made by one person And the beneficiary does not sign it, nor is the covenant conditional on the beneficiary's behavior. So God just simply said, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You'll be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. What a promise. What a covenant. And I want you to realize that it stands today. It still stands. And any nation that blesses Israel will be blessed. And any nation that curses Israel will be cursed. Now, I think one of the greatest things that President Donald Trump did was to move the American embassy to Jerusalem, the capital. 
There is no embassy located in any country outside of the capital of that country. But no president of the United States has had the courage to move the American embassy to Jerusalem because of Gaza and the West Bank. Those two pieces of property are occupied by the Arabs. And every president has been afraid of what the Arabs would do if they moved it. Of course, Donald Trump wasn't afraid, and he did what was right. And there's not been one word spoken by one Arab against it. And now, I'm not sure the number, but there are either six or nine embassies that have relocated to the capital, which is where they should be. Now, that covenant is never broken. And every nation that has turned against Israel has lost their power in the world. You can go back in world history. Rome destroyed Israel. Rome is not, Italy is not a strong power today. Britain betrayed Israel when they controlled it. And the British Empire fell. So this covenant is important. It's important for nations, but it's important for you and me. You see, if we if we support the nation of Israel and the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there is a blessing in that. Now, Abraham departed as God had spoken to him, but it says in verse 4, Luke went with him. That's important to say. Luke went with him because he partially obeyed. Now, when God tells you what to do, do it God's way. Don't take away from it or add to it. And we'll discuss later on in our podcast series what God tells us to do today. And if we are obedient, God blesses us. Now, they went to Canaan, And there was a famine in the land. And so Abram, it made sense to go to Egypt because there was food in Egypt. Now, logically, that makes good sense. If there's no food in your land and there's food in an adjacent country, why not go there? Because Egypt represents the world. Always in the Bible, Egypt speaks of the world. So, what's the practical application for you and me in that lesson? If you have a need, you have a choice to make. You can look to the world to meet your need, or you can look to God. Now, if you look to the world, you probably will see, literally and practically, how you can get help. If you look to God, you have no idea how he can help you. But remember, in the New Testament, in Philippians, we're told God will meet our needs according to His riches in glory. And faith is simply believing what you don't see. So if you turn to God in your time of need, you have to do it by faith. You don't see what He's doing. You don't understand what He's doing. But when He works and when He comes through... 
what a thrill and what a blessing. So they went to Egypt. When the famine ended and they came back, Sarah brought an Egyptian servant with her. She was a handmaid to Sarah. Her name was Hagar. Now remember, God had promised Abraham and Sarah a son. And Abraham, I think, was a hundred. I'm not sure how old. And Sarah was in her late 90s. Now, come on. I am almost 90. It's impossible for me to have a baby. And that's the way Sarah felt. I can understand that. And so God promised the impossible. But we read over in the New Testament that all things are possible with God when the angel told Mary she would get pregnant by the Holy Holy Spirit, she didn't. He didn't say the Holy Spirit. He said you'll have a baby, and she said, "That can't be. I've never known a man. You'll be. The Holy Spirit will be the one to father the child in your womb, and that's when we're told all things are possible with God." So Sarah decided to help God out. She told Abraham to go down to Hagar's tent and get her pregnant. And they could have a child. Therefore, that would come true. Now, we have our second lesson for this this podcast. God does not need our help. When he makes us a promise, he knows what he's doing. And it may be impossible in our eyes for him to fulfill the promise, but it's not in his eye. So Abram did what Sarah told him to. Now, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to listen to Sarah. He knew what God said. But he went down, and Hagar had a son, got pregnant. And this boy's name was Ishmael. And Sarah and Abraham and Hagar loved this little boy. But when he was 13 years old, Sarah got pregnant. A miracle. When he was 14 years old, Isaac was born. Until Isaac was born, Sarah loved Ishmael. But once Isaac came along... Sarah became insanely jealous. You see, it was her idea in the first place for Abraham to go and father Ishmael. So her idea backfired on her because this was not God's plan for Sarah and Abraham. And so Sarah had Abraham send Hagar and Ishmael away. And where did they go? back to Egypt, back to the world. Now, you can trace this in Genesis. Ishmael had 12 sons. Isaac had Jacob, who changed his name to Israel, and he had 12 sons. Now, Sarah's attempt to help God out has harmed many nations and many peoples because Ishmael's sons became the father of the Arabic bloc nations in the world today. 
Now, Abraham is as much Ishmael's father as he is Isaac. But the promise was made to Isaac. Sarah's interference brought Ishmael into being, and Ishmael and his 12 sons and all of his descendants today believe that the land of Israel, which was Canaan, belongs to them. And thus we have the fight between the Muslim nations and the Jewish nations. And the world has taken sides. And so you can see the devastating consequences of helping God out. Now, in the few minutes we have left, let's go back to Lot to complete the lesson for today. Lot and Abraham were so wealthy, they could no longer live together. They had too many possessions, and the people that worked with them couldn't get along. Neither could Abraham and Lot, so they had to split up. In my lifetime, I have seen money cause great problems in families. It splits families like nothing else will. And so Abraham said, Lot, you have to leave. Now you go wherever you want to. You look out over this great land, and you pick the land you want, and I'll take the rest. Guess what Lot picked? He picked a plot of land facing Sodom and Gomorrah, the most evil cities that ever existed. He pitched his tent so that he looked at them. And eventually, he moved there. And he had two girls. Now, God is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of the evil that exists in in that place. And so he sent two angels to get Lot and his wife and his two girls to leave. When Lot and the wife and the two girls left to go up into the mountains for safety, Lot's wife looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah, and she died. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I find that sometimes when I look back, it's death to my emotions. It isn't death to me physically. But looking back with regrets is not helpful. It's very harmful. So Lot took his girls, and they went up into the mountains. And the two girls decided that they were in trouble because they didn't have any men. They couldn't get married, and they couldn't have children. So they got Father Lot drunk, and they went in and slept with him. They got pregnant, and they had each had a son. That their names were Ammon and Moab. The Ammonites, the Moabites, the Ishmaelites are the greatest enemies to Israel. And all through the Old Testament, as Israel moved where God told them to go, they had to fight the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Israelites. So as I conclude this podcast... I just want to remind you of two things. Do it God's way, and don't try to help him. 
Live your life by faith, trusting in His promises, and He will come through. The things that seem impossible to us are all possible with God. We don't know what we face in this country, but I don't think it looks prosperous. But God is able. You be obedient to Him. Trust Him by faith. And He will never let you down. Thank you for listening. God bless you richly.